Hello, nurses, and welcome to another show of the Healthy Nurse Connection. I am your host, Leslie Catalano. I have been a nurse for about 17 years, and I know and I have been there with the struggles and the burnout when it comes to nursing. If you have been a nurse for any amount of time, there are some emotions that you probably have put down or try not to think about. And on today's show, we have a really amazing speaker who is going to talk to us about how to access those emotions. Because if we're ever going to move forward and move past burnout, we have to be able to feel the emotions inside that we ignore a lot of the times. So I hope you'll join us today and listen to it. We have Aaron Washburn on the show and uh, he just has a really amazing story. So I hope you stay tuned and listen. Hi, and welcome to the Healthy Nurse Connection, where we are building connections to improve the health and wellness of nurses. I'm Leslie Catalano, your host, and I hope you enjoy today's show. Thank you. Hello, Aaron, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so I'm just going to kind of let you tell us your story. But where are you from? What do you do? And what have you created? Yeah, so let's go... Um, Let's go back three years ago. Three years ago, uh, I'm going to give you this story to kind of guide you into what I do right now. Three years ago was the first moment I was able to experience what regulating your emotions uh, feels like. And the reason why I want to tell you this story, because it's going to tie everything together at the end of this podcast, is that um, three years ago, I was able to really understand how the mind and body works just with the experience alone. I'm going to take you back a little bit further. In 2012, I was 17 years old and my mom and my dad asked me to come into their room. And as I walked back into their room, I felt some heaviness in the room. And my dad finally looked at me. He was to my left and my mom was in front of me in the bathroom. And I just remember my dad saying, uh, your mom is diagnosed with lung cancer. And then after that, he said, she's never smoked a day in her life, so it can't be genetic. And that just made me question during that time. Okay. And even at that time, I didn't even know what lung cancer was, but just the way he said it, it just felt deathly. So after that, he kept saying, more stuff and everything just sounded like a blur. I, I couldn't really hear him. So in 2012, um, just fast forward a little bit, my mom was on her deathbed. The only thing keeping her alive was just her oxygen tape. The night before she passed away, um, she gave us one last hug. And it was crazy to me because her whole left side was numb. And for her to be able to lift her whole left side to give each and every one of us a hug was very profound. And I can still feel it to this day. So um, we ended up pulling her plug. She took her last breath. And that moment changed my life forever. Um, over nine years, I was in the states of depression. And I would always be introverted. I would hide myself. 
But in that state of depression, one thing that kept me going was exercise. And I can only exercise when I really push myself to stay motivated. But every time I was at the gym, I was fighting my demons. This is where we get to the emotional regulation part. But I wasn't really fighting my demons, as most people would say. I was just avoiding to feel the grief over my mom. So it did not last long. It would, it would, I would go for every six months and I'd fall off, go into another depressive state, um, go another six months and then fall off. So three years ago, as I said earlier, I had to do things a little bit differently. And uh, what happened was I ended up meditating for about an hour. And I felt this surge of energy go throughout my entire body. Most people call it chakras. And when they were aligned, I started crying. And at the end of that hour, I just felt so peaceful, so one with um, the world and everybody I came across. So I was high off of life for about a week. And then something happened. After that week, I got hit with some massive depression again that I thought it was over with. And this is the next part of my life where it changed me forever. And this is why I teach it now, is that... I tried to work out the same way I did for nine years. It didn't work. I took a nap and I woke up feeling even worse. I tried to work out again, but something clicked for me. It says, stay still. So I sat on my bed. I closed my eyes. I just started crying. And when I started crying, this is going to go into the information I'm going to give you all, is that if there's a strong trigger, a strong emotion, it's going to be attached to a memory. And in this moment, I was able to close my eyes. I was crying, and then the memory popped up where I was watching my mom pass away. Now, just to note this, I wasn't able to cry when she did pass away because at 17 years old, my dad told me to call our uncle to let her know or let him know that my mom passed away. So I was thinking about that after. So I wasn't in that moment. And I always questioned myself, why didn't I cry? Like, am I a bad a bad son? So in that moment, I started crying. When I was closing my eyes, I started crying. But I saw myself in third person. I saw my 17-year-old self watch my mom take her last breath again. But this time, I saw my 17-year-old self cry. And here's one of the key concepts. <clears throat> you get to be the parent to that child that that child needed to hear during that time or see, be heard, be seen, or be loved during that time. Your mind doesn't know the difference between something you imagine or something that already happened. You're gonna experience it in real time like I was. So I walked up to my 17 year old self in my mind's eye and I gave him a hug and I started crying even more. That's why I needed to feel, that's what I needed from my dad. We needed that group hug that we didn't have. I just started bawling even more. And then I said, I see you, I hear you, and I love you. And in that moment, it's like my perspective changed into first person. I was my 17-year-old self again, and I was watching my mom take her last breath, and I started crying even more. Shifted back into third person, gave myself a stronger hug, and it was like I felt the depression just leave my body, and I felt loved, I felt seen, and I felt heard. And in that moment, I was able to 
opened my eyes, finally feeling the grief over my mom, turning that grief into love, and to finally not feel like a slave to my emotions. This is some what Kathleen said with my recent client. She no longer feels like a slave to her emotions doing this type of work. It doesn't always have to be like what I just told you, but that moment was a, a pivotal change in my life because ever since then, I started to understand the concepts of how the mind and body works, how to regulate your emotions, and the butterfly effect. Meaning that since I went back in time, my body didn't know the difference. I was able to turn that grief into love, awareness, just having that awareness alone is love. And now I'm able to see the world differently. I'm able to feel loved. I'm able to think of my mom without feeling so much grief and being awkward about talking about it or being understood. So now I'm able to help others regulate their emotions, help others identify where their emotions are showing up in their body if they're unconscious from it. So what I do now, is, well, I just said it, I hope nurses regulate their emotions so they can manage and reduce burnout and reestablish the reason why they became a nurse. Because most of y'all forgot the reason why, because you're feeling burnt out and you want to leave. But as uh, Leslie was saying, if you want to leave bedside, who's going to take care of them? So if we're able to reestablish the reason why you became a nurse, I believe nurses have their own unique way of healing. And if you can find that reason and knowing that there's more than what you can do, which I know you guys believe that, um, I may be that person that unlocked that for you. Wow, that was very powerful. I felt that whole thing. Um, before the show, me and Aaron were talking about how burnout is so prevalent in nursing today. And a lot of nurses are leaving the bedside. But if we all leave the bedside, who is going to take care of the patients? Because that is, I mean, there's literally a nurse in every corner, but we still have a huge nursing shortage in the hospital. Um, what you said was extremely powerful. There's a lot of things I want to like touch on because we've talked about this before on the show where we have to feel our emotions. We have to. Uh, we live in a society where it's frowned upon almost to feel sad. So we say like, if you feel sad, then it's depression, go get medication. If you feel anxious and you have anxiety, you need to go talk to somebody. When I personally feel a lot of the times we just have to feel our emotions. We just have to give us ourselves space to feel it, which is not easy. But what do you think about like, just the fact that we don't feel our emotions. Do you have anything to add to that? Or have you noticed that in your work? Yes. So there could be, there's a good amount of problems that arise when you're not feeling your emotions. Um, and one of the biggest things is you're still feeling your emotions when you're not feeling it. You're just feeling it unconsciously. And that's even uh, worse because if you're feeling unconsciously, you're not aware of what's actually going on in your body. That was my mom's situation. She was always stressed. She was working three jobs as a nurse. And I hated seeing her come home because she barely was able to be there with us growing up. So always seeing her stressed and not admitting that she is stressed was uh, detrimental to her body. 
She never smoked a day in her life. But how did she get lung cancer? You'll see a lot of those cases, too, where they can't identify where this comes from. No one in the family smoked either. It wasn't genetic. So if you're unconscious from your emotions, if we can understand that emotions are energy in motion, when you're not feeling your emotion, it's stuck energy, and it has to store somewhere in your body. If you read this book, I forget the author. author his, uh, his book is called The Body Keeps the Score. And just to even um, give you guys a experience of what I mean is that if you think about a memory from your past, same thing, notice that feelings come up in your body. If you think about a future outcome, imagine a future outcome, notice the feelings that show up in your body. And notice that the feelings show up specifically in certain areas of your body. So wherever it's showing up the most, like fear shows up in the heart area. Imagine that you're having a lot of fear and stress show up there. A lot of fear and stress show up in the heart area. You're going to start having heart problems. It goes from at ease, like, you know, rest and digest to, um, to survival mode, where if you're always feeling that unconscious stress there, you're going to have some heart problems because you're going from at ease to, to dis-ease, dis-ease. And that's where disease comes from. You're having too much dis-ease. It's producing too much of that stress that you're unconscious from. You're always in that stress environment. So if you're, um, if you're not feeling your emotions, in this world, we identify some uncomfortable emotions as negative emotions, and we feel comfortable emotions as positive emotions. All emotions are just emotions, but we give it a meaning. Just like the negative and positive battery in a car, it needs that negative to be able to run. We need to feel our negative emotions just as much as our positive. It is hard, but when you start regulating it and understanding how to do it, it becomes a lot easier. Um, and I'll give you another quote just to finish this off. When you start doing this type of work, when you start feeling your emotions, it doesn't take time. It takes courage. And um, her name is Adriana. I can't remember her last name, but I like to credit her because that one changed my life right there. So if you're unconscious and not feeling your emotions, that is, by the end of the day, that's, that's who you're coming home with, your, yourself. That's very drained. You're going to feel drained all the time. You're going to feel burnt out all the time. Your kids are going to feel it. I felt it so much when my mom kept coming home. So, so then you have to ask yourself, how long are you willing to not feel your emotions? Because it's going to affect your life. It's going to affect your family. It's going to affect your loved ones. It's going to affect your health. You're going to feel like you... Uh, most of the coping mechanisms nurses have is when they feel stressed, they overeat. They, they have lack of exercise because they're extremely tired. So if you're unconscious from your, those negative emotions, then you're going to feel stuck because you don't know what emotions you're actually feeling. And when you feel stuck, that's when you're in the weeds. And that's when you need to re-identify and reconnect with yourself. Yeah. Uh, I agree with everything that you have said there. It's amazing how, um, so for nurses, we, one, we self-diagnose everything. So <laughs> we have an answer for everything. And then we are really good at putting that wall up when we're at work because to survive your shift, you have to put a wall up and not think about or deal with your emotions. You just have to just go. 
But then at the end of the day, like you mentioned with your mom, you come home to your family and that wall is still up and we don't know how to bring it back down. And I'm getting emotional just talking about it. And because we think that it's our job to just manage those emotions. And we don't give ourselves the time to decompress, feel those. So this is amazing where like, you're not only telling us it's okay to feel those, but even just how to feel those, like the whole idea of like, in that moment, being the parent to the child is, I feel like that's amazing. Like how, have you heard about that before? Or how did you even like, or that just happened in that moment for you? I'm getting some really big chills right now. It, um, it happened in that moment. And then over time, as I continue doing that work, someone said it, and I choose to remember um, who said it because that obviously changed my life. But being the parent to that child is a huge impact. And I just want to mention this as well because it's very important is because if you're not able to be that parent to that child and you're retelling that story, remember that your mind can't tell the difference if you're imagining something from the past or in the future. So if you continue to retell that story and the feelings come up in your body the same way it did that first time, then you're reconditioning yourself to feel that pain. And that's why a lot of people feel stuck. That's why some people go to talk therapy for so long, for 30 years, and can't find that relief until you're able to be that, have that inner conversation with yourself. You are allowed to feel stuck in my body. You are allowed to feel the grief over your mom in my body. And just having that conversation with yourself is a, a, a huge impact because you're regulating your emotions for that seven or for that, yeah, for that 17-year-old self, 17-year-old self all the way up until, um, what was that, 2020. I was, I got the numbers wrong there, but if someone is not feeling their emotions at seven years old, I haven't regulated it, but started regulating it like 10 minutes ago, whatever current your age, whatever age you're currently at right there, you just regulated that emotion from 17 years of suppressing it. You're going to feel really tired. But you suppressed it for so long, you're able to touch base and be that parent and that child. And that is just going to be a huge game changer for a lot of y'all listening. Yeah. Yeah, for the really scientific people out there, which I'm one of those people, there's actually like, neuroscience behind this type of thing too because when we have a traumatic experience which we have to recognize as nurses that we have those almost every day we go into fight or flight almost every day and we ignore that part of our work but what happens in your brain is when you have a traumatic experience uh, our body automatically wants to store that so that we know how to deal with it in the future so people who are really resilient and nurses who are nurses for a long time and have learned how to really manage that is because they don't necessarily ignore it, but they let their minds feel it and finish the process. So our mind wants to store that memory, but if we keep suppressing it and we keep ignoring it because of the emotions that come with it, then our brain can't fully process that information. But then once we allow ourselves to do that, then it creates that new neural pathway. And so our whole mind and body just thinks of it differently. 
that's how mm-hmm. it works in the brain. So there is a huge mind body subconscious connection because ultimately we are, are designed and wired for survival. So if something felt dangerous or we felt like it was a trauma or a fight or flight situation, we have to finish the process so that and all the emotions so we're not suppressing it. Mm. And I want to follow along with that. Uh, there's, there's a guy named Dr. David Snyder. He does a lot of, uh, he's an acupuncturist um, and he's a neuroenergetic healer. So this is a quote that goes along with that because what, what you're saying is it stores his, uh, stores it in the files in our head. So it records that memory a certain way. And his quote says, you are not the way you are because of the stuff that happened to you. You are the way you are because of the way you recorded that stuff that happened to you and the way you've been relating to those recordings. So when you actually re-experience that traumatic event and you regulate those emotions by being the parent to that child, that recording is different now. That recording, what you experienced at that time was a negative emotion, like not being seen, and you allow yourself to be seen, that memory changes. And since that memory changes, when new neurons fire and wire together, it creates that new neural pathway that you're talking about. That neural pathway, that pathway, just that pathway alone is your new personality. Your reactions are no longer the same if you have an experience that relates to something that happened in the past that's close to it. Now that you don't have a reactivity to that experience, like a a patient is yelling at you the same way your dad yelled at you, your reactions, unconscious reactions too, are not the same. You're able to respond, which is your responsibility, able to respond a new way. Because in that situation, when you're in the red zone or when you feel that anger or, or stress when someone else is yelling at you, in that zone, you don't have access to much resources. You're going to that survival mechanism that comes up, you're going to react the same way or differently from that first action that you took in your past to where it keeps you safe. But it might no longer keep you safe in this moment anymore. So when you're able to re, uh, if you're able to change that recording, then your future changes. That's the butterfly effect. Newer pathway. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, It's really... It's just amazing to sit and have this conversation and talk about this. Um, so how do you use this then in your everyday life? So, okay, we've identified, we have some emotions we have to feel. Uh, we give ourselves the time and the space to actually feel them. Um, but when those daily stressors come back to you, because life is still full of stress, after you've kind of experienced this, how do you work through your day when you when you feel stressed or you have something going on, like what do you do? So the biggest one, especially for nurses, that um, this is what you can do before and after your shift because you won't have time to do it during your shift is called a three, two, one method. Uh, one thing I do want to go over before that three, two, one method is since your mind is happy, since your mind and body, your body's experiencing feelings in real time, any image that you hold in your head your body's going to experience it. So when you come home from work and let's say you start talking about how your work went and you start talking about the stressful event of what happened at work, you never clocked out because the image that you hold in your head, the same feelings that you felt during your shift, when you go home and explain and, and tell that story, 
you're re-experiencing what you just felt there. So you never really clocked out. So when you're going home and you're feeling all that stress, this is a good way to um, um, uh, create a new neural pathway. It's called pattern interrupt just by doing this. Knowing that our image that we hold in our head, body experiences it real time, this is the pattern interrupt. You get to put yourself back into rest and digest versus fight or flight. So what they could do is the three part is take three breaths. Each breath, you'll say something. So you take a breath in. And as you release, you say, I am calm. And no, if you, if you want to do this too, you can hold the image in your head of the stressful situations you're about to go into at work or that you saw at work. Hold that stressful image in your head because you're going to notice a difference right after. So I'm calm. Take another breath in. I am relaxed. Keep holding that image in your head that is causing that stress. Another breath in. Release. I am in control. And when you're saying that, notice how your body starts to feel. Okay, the next thing what I want you to do is keep holding that image in your head. This is a two. You're going to grab both of your shoulders with these hands, with your hands, and you're going to go rub up and down to your elbows and back up to your shoulders. Hold that image in your head. The last part of this is one, one minute of breathing. And you're just going to breathe the entire time and notice that if any stressful situation happens to you at work and you're re-experiencing it, as your eyes are closed, you're giving yourself the awareness and the love and the physical touch in your body where it's pattern interrupting that stress that you had earlier and you're turning that stress into calm and relaxation. And you can do this before work, you can do this after work just to bring yourself back into your body, bring yourself back into rest and digest. And most nurses find this one to be very helpful because you tune yourself off from that story, you come back to your body and you you clock out, you're, you're off your shit finally. So that's one way. Kind of like you're giving yourself a hug. Yes. Yeah. Um, remember, though, like if you have if you have a huge trauma that you are still holding on to or suppressing emotions, these don't work as well, right? Exactly. Right. You have to kind of give yourself the space to really feel. So, if you had a if something just crazy happened at work and that is replaying in your head after you do this then you really need to give yourself some more space to process on what, because if it's still replaying in your head, your brain is still trying to process it. It doesn't know what to do with it. So this works best. I really want to make sure we're not ignoring our emotions because a lot of times like, you know, gratitude journals are great, but not if you're trying to cover up a negative emotions. We, we have them. So we have to experience those. This is great. Like just you saying these things, I felt calmer. <laughs> and so I'm going to give myself a little hug later. <laughs> yeah. This is great for when you're at work and you have just so much stimuli coming at you that you can't even think straight. Like you said, like before you go into a room, maybe just taking these three deep breaths and when we're washing our hands, we wash our hands a million times a day. Just, that's a moment when we can like say these things to ourselves as we're washing our hands. Take a deep breath. I'm calm. I'm relaxed. I'm in control. That's probably our 30 seconds of hand washing that public health requires us to use. <laughs> <laughs> that time useful.
Uh, well, this is just really amazing information. Do you have any other tips or how can nurses find you if they want to learn more about this and what you do? How can they find you? Yeah, and I want to um, I want to give you give y'all one more tip because the three two one method. What happens is it you're once you tune in into your body, you're able to do the work that you need to do as far as regulating your emotions. Three two one method starts to slow down your brain waves. So if you're if you're um, if you're operating on alpha and, and beta, you want to bring it down to theta. But in that moment, you might not be able to at work. So three two one method can just calm you down. But in that moment, when you're trying to calm down those negative emotions, you're kind of suppressing it at the same time. So three two one method can be an induction to allowing yourself to calm down more and then feel it. But when you're in the moment, I love it. Uh, most people would would probably hate me when I say this is that I love when triggers come up because those triggers are a part of your inner child saying, hey, I need to be seen, heard, and loved. And that's the moment where you can change that trigger right away because change happens in the moment. If someone goes into a session having a great day and you have to re-trigger them to kind of process that. I hated doing that. I hated it. I don't want them to go from a good day to a bad day. Obviously, they're going to feel a lot better after. But in that moment, the biggest, because you're going to have a lot of resistance trying to suppress your negative emotions. The longer that you suppress your negative emotions, especially after I hear this, it's going to be hard for you to suppress it now because the longer you suppress your emotions, the further away you are disconnecting from yourself. And you can imagine it just being your, your seven-year-old child or whatever it is, where if you keep suppressing your emotions, the further away you are from that part of you that just needed to be seen, heard, and loved. And you just feel so disconnected from yourself. You feel lost. You feel stuck. And now that you know that, in those stressful situations, the easiest way to get away from resistance is allowing yourself to feel that negative emotion because that is awareness. And awareness alone is love. Awareness alone is love. And love, Gary Vee said it too, it was so impactful. Gary Vee said that love is undefeated. It's the most powerful force in this world. So, and another quote I want to say to you right now is, I'm not here to teach you. I'm here to love you. And love will teach you. Every single cell of your body, love is teaching you something that you can do for yourself. So anytime that you feel some emotions coming up, know that your body is going to tell you what emotions are coming up the same way your car dashboard tells you what's going on in the car. So if you're feeling emotions coming up, but you don't know, most nurses or actually most people in this world don't know what feelings they're actually feeling but it shows up in your body. So if you have any sadness, grief, or sorrow, most nurses are empath or uh, empathetic as well, very empathetic. So sometimes if you're walking into a patient's room and your throat starts tightening up or itchy, that's sorrow, sadness, and grief. That's where it'll show up right there. If you're feeling any fear, it's gonna show up in your hearts. Any grief is gonna show up underneath your sternum. So you have these indicators in your body um, and as you start to learn more, I'll give you guys uh, the resources that you can, you can use. Uh, just allow yourself to feel it. You can even say it out loud during your shift as soon as you feel it. Whatever feeling that you feel, just say it out loud. You are allowed 
to feel stress in my body. And you can even imagine talking to yourself, your inner child or whoever. Anytime you close your eyes and you see yourself, you are allowed to feel fear in my body. And that neutralizes that energy that's coming up. You go from awareness. Awareness touches love, touches fear. What does that turn into? Faith and courage. Or it actually neutralizes it. And then you can turn it into faith and courage. So you are allowed to feel fear in my body. You are allowed to feel stress in my body. You are allowed to feel anger in my body. I touch my anger with love. I touch my anger with love. I, I am loved when I feel my anger. And you just neutralize it. You can use conscious language. Be aware of the language that you use to touch that part of yourself with love. So if you're starting to feel something come up during your shift, you are allowed to feel angry in my body. Take a breath in. You are allowed to feel angry in my body. And what that does is when you work on, since we're empathetic, when you work on your own body, if an angry patient is yelling at you and you allow yourself to touch that anger with love, you actually process his anger too. And your reaction is going to be different. Instead of being angry back at him, you got angry force and an angry force. It's like that, but it's angry and you go around and you're loved and you can follow that energy with him. And another quote that really helped one of my clients is that take them where they want to go before you take them where you want to take them. Take them where you want to go before you take them where you want to take them because then you build that vulnerability and that love for whoever um, you're surrounding yourself with. So just that quick tool is I give myself permission to feel my feelings and it's okay. Or if that's too much resistance, you feel resistance coming up, you are allowed to feel stress in my body. And the more specific you are, the faster it regulates in your body. Your subconscious takes everything literally and it's very specific. So you are allowed to feel stress in my body or I give myself permission to feel my feelings and it's okay. I give myself permission to feel my fear and it's okay. Um, so I just want to give you that tool because you are right with that three, two, one method doesn't work as effectively, but it does slow down your brain waves to get into your body and start regulating those emotions in your body. And that helps right there. Um, that technique is called Abra. My body language coach, um, he, he was, it was a blessing to be able to get that. Abra is awareness, breathe, realign, release, and appreciate Awareness, breathe, realign, or sorry, awareness, breathe, release, realign. Realign is the neural pathway part and appreciate. And I will have those resources, that free resource in the links um, that I will give you. Um, and I actually just did a, a live class, live training class for the nurses this past weekend where you'll have access to that course as well um, with that link provided. I'm going to give you a discount code so they can have half off for that, but they'll also have free resources in there for Abra and then some other regulating techniques that they can start using right away so they can start reconnecting with themselves and start to be a byproduct of shifting this healthcare paradigm just by doing this work. Yeah, that's amazing. Yes, I, I love that last tip because I just feel like we have to get rid of the myth that we're not supposed to feel feelings. Because we're human and we're designed to feel love and anger and sadness all at the same time. It's okay. Mm -hmm. um, so 
you will send me uh, your links and everything, and I will put that in the show notes. Um, anything else you want to add or to say? Um, yeah, for, for the links, I have this Facebook group for nurses. Not only do I touch with emotions, but if we work with the body as a unit, you're able to make a lot of transformation changes. Um, in this world, or at least in society, we split everything up. You go to a chiropractor that works on that physical part. You go to the acupuncturist, works on the energy part. If you start to work every your body as a unit, then you're going to have faster and faster changes. So in the fit nurses group, um, we have everything for you. We have someone that works on environmental health, mental health, emotional health, um, physical health, and then even just uh, we go live sometimes too, is going through everything. So that will be a huge access for them to, or a huge resource for them to access there. And um, I guess the last thing that I want to say is just give, oh, okay. This is the last thing I want to say. And I'm sorry with the question. Since y'all are caregivers, you do a lot for other people. I want you to ask yourself this because this is going to dramatic or drastically decrease the burnout that you're experiencing. When was the last time you did something that you loved that you stopped doing. And that can go like taking a bath, that can go getting your massage, that can go doing your hair. <laughs> when was the last time you did the things that you love to do that you stopped doing because you're so stressed? Start doing those now right up to set or right up to 10 things that you love to do that you haven't done in a while. And notice how much energy that you're gonna get just from doing that. And I call that high vibe activities. The more that you do the things that you love to do, the more you get to show up for other people. You hold this space, like the more love that you feel for yourself, the more you get to hold space for yourself and other people. Instead of absorbing their energy, you're able to um, hold space for them, hold space for their anger, hold space for that. You get to touch it with love. Doing the things that you love to do, you're loving yourself. And you'll notice that everybody around you starts to change because you're so much in a higher like love state. For example, if Chantel, my fiance, is feeling like crap and I'm trying to help her while I feel like crap, we're both going to go down. I don't have as much resources, but if I'm doing the things that I love to do and I'm all the way up here and I'm feeling really good, she's down here, just alone of her being in my presence gives her, gives her the ability to just come up. I might come down a little bit, but we'll meet level up. She'll be going up just by as a byproduct of who I am. And last thing, Sorry, one more thing I want to say because it's very beneficial is that our dogs and our kids, they're very empathetic as well. So if there's any unconscious emotions that you're you're not feeling, your kids are going to feel it. Your dogs are going to feel it. They're going to start acting out even more. So go ahead and do that three, two, one method. Step aside a little bit. Do that three, two, one method and watch what happens. Watch that your kids will start to um, match your energy, match um, how you start to feel. So if you do the three, two, one method, you'll notice a difference in your kids. Sometimes when my daughter acts up, I already know I'm feeling distressed. And I'm just like, all right, I got to practice for my you know, I'm still a student to it. So I take a deep breath. I regulate it. Come back. My daughter's acting completely fine. Um, it's, of course, going to be a lot harder with three kids. My two-year-old right now. So <laughs> it's not that easier said than done kind of thing. Well, thank you, Aaron, so much for coming uh, to talk on the show today. And um, 
I just really enjoy learning about all this and hearing about all this. So if you are interested in learning more about what Aaron is doing, you can go to the show notes. I'm going to post all his links and everything on there. Join his Facebook group and uh, I guess start the work. It is work. Like it takes some time to kind of get all these pieces into to play, but we all have to start somewhere. So Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me here. This was such a beautiful conversation. Yeah, yeah, it was. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Well, thank you for joining me on the Healthy Nurse Connection today. I hope this podcast helped you out in some way, whether it opened your eyes or it gave you a new perspective or just another way to approach stress and being overwhelmed and burnout that you might feel in your life. If you want to find Aaron or see what he's up to, he does have a free Facebook group that you can join. He also has a website with a course that you can take. If you go to thehealthynurseconnection.org or if you go to the show notes um, wherever you're listening to this podcast, there is a coupon code where you can get 50% off the new course. So um, Aaron said this is a great place to start if you're trying to find new ways to learn and how to manage your emotions. And again, I really appreciate you joining me and taking the time to listen. I really uh, enjoy doing this and putting this information out there. If you know somebody who might benefit from this, I would love for you to share this with a friend. I believe that there is power in information and the more information we can share to others, the more empowered we become. Uh, Thank you again for listening and have a wonderful day. 